It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars, and this is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. A lot to get to on today's edition of the podcast, a lot of football to talk on today's show. We'll recap BYU's press conference yesterday, some of the comments from Kalani Sitake, as well as some of the thoughts on the initial depth chart that was released for BYU yesterday. You'll also hear from Lopini Katoa on today's edition of the show. I had a chance to speak with him one-on-one on the work he did in the offseason to prepare himself for this upcoming season. We'll get to that in the second segment of today's show. And of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news in the final segment of the podcast. Today's show brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Proud to have them on board as the title sponsor of Locked On Cougars, and we'll tell you what they're offering our listeners here in just a little bit. With that, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for August 27th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast on a Tuesday. A lot of football to get to, but of course we'll get to other BYU news later on in today's show. Wanted to start off talking about Kalani Sitake's comments from his initial press conference yesterday. Of course, BYU and Utah just two days away from today. Crazy to think that the season is this close, but excited all of the same. And of course, when the first week of football comes around for BYU means their first game notes come out and attached to that is the initial depth chart for BYU. Let's start off and talk about some of the notes I took away from this. You can read up on this. I did a full write-up for 1280thezone.com on some of the notes I took away from BYU's depth chart in addition to some of the comments that Kalani Satake made. You can go to 1280thezone.com and read up on that there. But let's start off with probably the most notable outcome of the depth chart reveal yesterday is that Tyson Williams the graduate transfer running back from South Carolina is your starting running back for BYU. Uh, kind of surprising to see him listed alone at the top of the depth chart, but Kalani Satake said it was no mistake when he spoke to the media about it yesterday. I think overall he performed the best and in the competition, and we felt like Soup and Lopini were right there with him. We felt like he earned he earned that spot the right way in, in the competition. The great thing about that those three, it brought them even closer together. Patty spoke to our team last week and mentioned that the love that competition brings when you when you're able to help and, and share that. She talked about the quarterbacks being able to help each other in, in years past and how that made them much better as a group. So I think our players took it to heart and. I think she just confirmed what they were doing, that it's working. So in the long run, Tyson earned it. So hopefully we'll be able to, there'll be opportunities to see all three of those guys perform. There you go, Kalani Sitake saying that Tyson Williams, quote, earned the job over the other guys. And that doesn't mean that Lopini Katoa and Emmanuel Asupa, as the, well as the other running backs, Tyler Algier, Sione Finau, etc., are not going to see time this fall. Any of you BYU fans that paid attention last year remembered that BYU ended up playing a converted linebacker running back due to injuries a year ago. And... 
Knocking on wood that that doesn't happen again. At least BYU appears to have more bodies this year, more capable bodies of contributing in the run game, and they should be better suited to play against their opposition this coming season. But Tyson Williams will be your starting running back. Of course, uh, Kalani, very upbeat about this uh, opening game. Didn't want to necessarily uh, get delve too deep into it because he's got a lot of connections to the University of Utah coaching staff, of course, having spent a, over a decade there as an assistant coach and the defensive coordinator for for Kyle Whittingham. But they will be facing a new offensive coordinator and Andy Ludwig in this game on Thursday night. And Kalani talked a little bit about how his familiarity with what Andy Ludwig wants to do on offense should, in theory, help BYU out. Well, I worked with him for four years, so that helps out a little bit. And so hopefully um, the fact that I'm familiar with him will help out. And, and same with Coach Tuyaki. And we have coaches on our staff that have been around Andy Ludwig for, for some time. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen what he's done. And so there's a, there's some really good things that he's done in college football, a lot of great film. He's been coordinating for a long time in Wisconsin, Vanderbilt, and other places. So we'll be able to pull up a lot of the film and, and see what he does. But I think he's the kind that works with his talent. I know Andy Ludwig really well, and he's a great coach. He's great at schemes and strategies. And so we'll have to be ready for all of it. I think that he, he can do so many different things from pro style to spread and the QB run game and all that. And so we, we've had a month to prepare for it. And so I think our defense, there shouldn't be too many surprises, but we'll see. Here's hoping that that familiarity with Andy Ludwig will pay off for the Cougars. I think it should. Uh, it's expected that Zach Moss and Britton Covey will both be healthy for the University of Utah in this game. That's according to Kyle Whittingham yesterday during his press conference. He said they're, quote, ready to roll against BYU. We'll see how that shakes out. Uh, of course, that could be a smokescreen, obviously, but you never quite know what's going to happen. But, of course, we do know that Utah's defensive line is among the most touted, and most people think they're one of the best, if not the best defensive lines in the entire college football universe and BYU's offensive line one of the strengths of this team is going to have their work cut out for them and Kalani Satake talked about that yesterday as well. They have no choice. They have to be. They've known about them, and they, they saw them last year. So we'll see what happens. We've, we've had a, a, a great opportunity to get stronger and bigger and faster, and so we'll see if it matches up. I know that Utah's D-line brings a, a lot of experience and a lot of physical play, and I like that matchup. So I think our guys are excited to see where they match up with possibly the, the best D-line in college football, and let's see what happens, man. I think whoever wins that battle between BYU's offensive line and Utah's defensive line probably tips the game in their favor. It's going to be an absolutely incredible battle to keep an eye on. Um, some of the notes coming out from the BYU uh, depth chart reveal yesterday included along that offensive line, Chandon Herring and Kiefer Longson are co-starters at left guard, along with Harris Lachance and Keanu Saliapaga listed as co-starters at right tackle. Those battles have been ongoing throughout fall camp. Uh, Chandon Herring spent a lot of time out at right tackle battling Harris Lachance, but it appears the coaching staff feels he's better slated on the interior of the offensive line, so he'll go to work, he'll go to work against Kiefer Longson for that job. But I think that BYU's offensive line all the way around, you look at all the players listed there, this is an offensive line that probably goes eight or nine deep and don't really have much of a fall off. And that'll pay dividends, I think, against a defensive line like Utah that goes plenty deep in their own right. They can go as deep as three deep in most people's eyes, especially at defensive tackle. So going to be an absolutely stellar battle to watch. Uh, a couple other notes for you is that Isaiah Heron is not listed on this depth chart. Kalani Satake said he was banged up in camp, but they're hopeful that he'll be activated. Hoping to get some more clarification on that because him not listed on the depth chart does give me a little bit of pause, but 
We'll see what happens with that. And then one other note, I won't be able to get to all of it today. We'll talk a little bit more about that. One other note is that the linebacker spots for BYU, of course, Keenan Peely, Jackson Kafusi, Kavika Fanua, and Peyton Wilgar were all uh, battling for the middle linebacker job. Well, BYU decided just to solve things by listing four linebacker positions. They will go to a 3-4 alignment at times this season, but they listed Keenan Peely and Jackson Kafusi as co-starters at middle linebacker, and then they created an inside linebacker spot that lists Kavika Fanua and Peyton Wilgar as the co-starters there. Uh, my belief and everything I've been told is that Keenan Peely probably is the first guy on the field in terms of the starter that gets on the field for the first time against Utah. But, of course, that could change as this week progresses, but we'll see what happens there. And then one final note for you is that Jake Oldroyd is both your starting kicker, place kicker for field goals, and starting punter, according to this depth chart for BYU. Not all that, all that surprising because of all the reports coming out of fall camp. Uh, one final note before we take a break here is that Kalani Satake was asked by Jay Drew if this game against the University of Utah could affect his future, speaking of his coaching future at BYU. Here's the question and answer. How important is this game to your future? Do you think? Uh, I'm going to coach always. You know, I, I love coaching game. I don't think about anything like that. I'm more, more concerned with uh, getting these young men the future that they deserve. And so that's what I'm focused on. There you go. The question and answer with Jay Drew and Kalani Sitake on his tenure. Well, I think that question is pertinent because yesterday, uh, Bet Online, it's a it's an online betting service, had Kalani Sitake as the fifth best or worst odds in terms of being the first Power Five coach to be fired this season at twelve to one odds. Kind of surprising to see Sitake so high on that list, but I think there's some griping going on with Cougar fans because they are one and eight against their regional rivals and this university. University of Utah game, number 14 Utes. Looks like it's going to be a tough uh, sledding for BYU to pick up the win, but we'll see how it shakes out for the Cougars. If they can grind out a victory, I think it would do a lot for Kalani Satake's tenure, but I think it was still a pertinent question from Jay Drew about Kalani Satake's tenure, and we'll see how it shakes out Thursday night, but you can tell Kalani Satake he's not worried about that. That's just not his nature. He's the type of guy who's just going to go out, make sure his players have the best opportunity to win, and then so that the bygones be bygones. All right, a little bit over time here. Need to take a timeout, our first timeout on today's edition of the podcast. We'll come back on the other side, catch up on everything else going on in BYU football, talk with Lopini Katoa, a one-on-one conversation that I had with him last week to talk about his work in the offseason at the running back position. We'll get to all of that next. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about today's title sponsor on the podcast. They're our title sponsor all the way through football season, so they'll be with us all fall long, and that is Deseret First Credit Union. They share a faith-based bond with its members, but they also want to celebrate the unique goals and passions of those individual members. They're asking everybody right now, what is your focus? What's your why? Whatever it might be, have you thought about refinancing your home to save some money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to cost you anything or even or even uh, be hard to do. And with rates still low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket. I can tell you this much, two of my siblings recently refinanced their mortgages and they've seen significant savings in their pockets, so it might be a good time for you to consider the option as well. Deseret First has no cost refinancing. You can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and save potentially up to hundreds of dollars a month. The DFCU Mortgage Team is here to help you work to get the right loan for your financial situation. doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. You've got investment properties. You have multiple homes. You're a first-time home buyer. They'll take care of you and make sure you're in the right position. Call them. 801-456-7070. That's 801 801- 
1-800-451-4567070 or visit them at dfcu.com to apply in five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC. Terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really does help get the word out about this podcast. It's been absolutely a phenomenal month for us, our biggest month to date. We've been doing this for just over a year now, this podcast, each and every day with you, and our download numbers have never been stronger, and that's a credit to all of you. But those of you who are just checking out this podcast, just finding it, please consider subscribing and leave us a good rating and review. It really does help get the word out about the podcast. All right, going to catch up with Lopini Katoa now, BYU running back listed as the co-backup to Tyson Williams going into this game against the University of Utah. I know there are a lot of people wondering, okay, is he a little bit jaded about this? I don't know. I had this conversation with him last week before this depth chart came out, but knowing Lopini and the kind of kid he is, all this is going to do, speaking of him being named as a backup to Tyson Williams, is make him work all the harder. So let's get to the conversation I had with Lopini Katoa talking about his work he's done in the offseason, as well as just his hopes and dreams for this upcoming year. What have been the main things you've kind of focused on this fall camp in terms of your game? I just wanted to play faster, play more confident. Um, also, just like cleaning up the little little technique issues I had last year with whether that be pass pro or um, you know my running game, like my tracks and my pad level, things like that. So I was able really to focus on the details. We saw the work on social media you did with Jamal Willis. How much did that help you? I feel like it helped out a lot. Uh, just. The knowledge that he brought, that he, he was able to share with me, um, sharing his like real, you know, real life in-game experience, and I just think it helped get my feet in a place so where I'm able to react better, um, to to make you know to running back movements that are really unique. So I think he really helped me with that. I talked to Tyson and I asked him, okay, do you consider yourself an all-around running back, or do you think you specialize in a certain thing? I want to ask you the same question. What do you yeah. consider yourself to be? Uh, I never want to be one-dimensional. Okay. You know, I'm sure Tyson said something similar. Yes. Like you never want to be a back that can only run the ball. You know, yeah. it just takes your opportunities away. So I feel like that I, I'm I'm valuable because I try to be reliable in like all aspects. You know. How important is pass catching out of the backfield in this offense? I feel like it's super important um, because when you have the ability to check it down to your running back or to split us out and to still be a threat out there, it's just, you know, it, it keeps defenses more on their heels. We saw this offense shift last year. Under Tanner, it was more of a, hey, we're going eye backs. We got a full, yeah. traditional fullback. And then Zach came in and became more of a shotgun spread set. Do you have a preference or do you do you care which system you play in? Uh, I like what works for us, you know. Okay. So I think, I think <laughs> Good answer. The, the, shot, the shotgun is, has worked for us, you know. We saw our offense kind of pick up. Uh, Zach's more comfortable back there in the shotgun. So and if it's producing well, then I, I'm for it. In terms of uh, what you did in the offseason, how much weight did you put on, et cetera? What, what was your biggest focus? Yeah. Well, I definitely wanted to put on weight, so I put on about 10, about 10 to 12 pounds around there. 
Um, so I'm trying to just, you know, keep that on in camp, um, play play bigger and also to increase my speed and um, really just to, to play as heavy as I can and as fast as I can. So I, I feel like I definitely improved in that area. Is there a delicate balance with that, like in terms of, okay, I, if I gain this much weight, I might lose a step, et cetera. Is there a balance there? Uh, yeah. You got to, like, there's a nice balance, but I think Coach Harvey, uh, when I said it best, like he just said, like, it's just in your mind, you know, like because he was a big old back yes, and he, he was, was still moving, you know. <laughs> so it's easy uh, hearing it from him. Like, yeah, like, I mean, I have no room to complain because I'm still lighter than him. So I just put it on and, and still can move and just be mentally tough about it, you know. Having played against Harvey in high school, I can attest to that fact. Well, good. We'll go with that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, Lopini, a couple more things here. In terms of uh, working with guys like Emmanuel Asupa and Tyson, who came in as grad transfers, what's it been like? It's been amazing. Like, uh, you know, just their situation, you know, I was unsure how they're going to come in, you know. Um, but those guys have just been so cool. Like, just the experience they bring and their work ethic has just um, raise my game, I feel like, and, and just raise the whole room to a, a different level. What's Coach Stewart been like? Uh, he's just been him, you know. <laughs> Coach Stewart is Coach Stewart. He he keeps the standard high. Um, he's able to, you know, focus on more details because I feel like we're progressing as a running back group. So he's able to get more, you know, detail with us. And, uh, you know, he comes out to work every single day, and that's the standard in our room. How nice was it to have some continuity along that offensive line? Four of the five starters from a year ago back. How, how nice is that getting that kind of that head start in a way with those guys? It's super nice. You know, all starts up front, you know, and running behind them. That's we, we want, you know, that group to be as solid as it can be. So, and they're looking good. So it's, it's super nice. We can have confidence in them. Okay. I know you're a kid local here. You went to American Fork High School. And guys like Emmanuel and Tyson, I asked him, like, what he's Tyson in particular. Like, hey, what, did, what have you found about Utah? Have you been helping these guys adjust? Uh, I mean... I don't know, like, if I have, I mean, I, I've been trying to, you know, catch him up to speed on okay. things here and there, but, yeah, I don't know. You've been showing them the local places to eat, et cetera, type of stuff, or, or they asked you at all, I guess, is the biggest thing. I feel like they've just been finding their, their way around, okay. you know, they, they just go and, and, and do it, but, you know, I'll give them suggestions that they ask for sure, like, try to try to um, catch them up to speed, but, I mean, they, I feel like they Google and know as much as me after yeah. that. Awesome. Yep. Lopini, thanks so much. Yep. Appreciate it. There you go, Lopini Katoa right here on Locked On Cougars. Thanks for thanks to him for taking the time to join me. We have some great conversations on this podcast. If there are players you'd like to hear from, please reach out. Let us know on social media. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. You also can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. Or if you'd like to reach the show via email, drop us a note, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys there. Now, uh, before we go, do need to get to our church and state rivalry player countdown series. Two players wearing the number two for BYU. One expected to be a senior leader for BYU this year. Another will be redshirting this upcoming season. We'll start off with the red shirt, and that is Neil Pau, the junior wide receiver, six foot four, two hundred and twenty-three pounds from Santa Ana, California. Of course, was arrested on suspicion of DUI earlier this offseason. Kalani Sitake addressed his situation in the first day of fall camp, saying that Neil will remain on the roster. He'll be with the team this year, but he will redshirt as he deals with the legal ramifications as well as the repercussions from the university in terms of that uh, situation he had with that suspected DUI. He pled down 
down to a lesser charge, but of course there still are ramifications for everything that went on with that, and of course we wish him nothing but the best as he tries to get his academic, his life, and everything else back on track. And I'm, we're hopeful, speaking of personally, me, Jay Catch, I'm hopeful that Neil Pau is back on the field next year as a junior for BYU and can contribute in a meaningful way for BYU. So best of luck to him as he sorts things out there. On the flip side, Austin Lee is a senior starter for BYU at safety, and Elisa Tuiaki on Coordinator's Corner yesterday on BYU TV named him as the fall camp MVP for the Cougars. Really a standout player, a guy who's got aspirations to play at the next level. I'm expecting that he is going to have a stellar senior season, knocking on wood that he stays healthy, and he goes out and plays to the best of his ability. Of course, uh, Austin is a guy who transferred from the University of Utah, grew up a Utah fan before signing with the Utes, but then did transfer from Utah, spent a semester at Salt Lake Community College to get his academics in order and then transferred to BYU. Well, he talked yesterday during BYU's press conference about growing up as a Utah fan and seeing this rivalry change over the years, especially as he has switched teams on both sides of this rivalry. Yeah, it was always big. It was always it was always a big one, like uh, full of emotions. Guys, um, you know, just fighting like Utah's going to win, BYU's going to win. And, and at the time, I didn't really have a preference just because uh, I've had families on both sides, just being Utah and BYU and even growing up in the recruiting process as well, just being open-minded as well. And so I've always remembered this game to be very intense, uh, just watching it and, and going to, to these type of games. And, it's, and it will be fun and it's fun to take part of as well because it's the same way. There you go, Austin Lee, and I'm expecting him to have a big year this year, and I'm hopeful he goes out and has a big game against his former team this Friday, Friday, Thursday night as they square off against the University of Utah. So there you go, the two players in our Church and State Rivalry Player Countdown Series on today's edition of Locked on Cougars. We'll come back, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Before we do that, though, reminder for you guys that the Locked on NFL podcast is out there, and it's been absolutely spectacular. If you want a macro view of everything going on in the NFL, the 30,000 foot view of everything going on with all 32 teams. Check out this daily podcast focused on the NFL with the analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique takes on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. As we close out today's edition of Locked On Cougars, we're going to switch over to BYU Women's Soccer for just a moment. Of course, they started out their season in fine fashion with two victories in SEC country over Alabama and Mississippi State. And of course, the star in both of those games, the person that scored both game-winning goals was Michaela Coulihan. Uh, She scored both game winners for the Cougars in the opening weekend of play. She led the team with two goals, four points, 12 shots, and 175 minutes played in those two victories. The Kaysville, Utah native is a Mac Herman Trophy Watchlist nominee, as well as being named to the WCC preseason team. Well, she is off to a great start and also added her first WCC Player of the Week award 
yesterday as announced by the West Coast Conference. Congratulations to her on that honor. BYU will be back at home against Southern Utah later this week for their home opener at Southfield. I would encourage you guys to go out and watch that, but congratulations to Michaela Colahan on that Player of the Week honor. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. I want to thank you guys once again for joining us. Thanks to Kalani Sitake, Austin Lee, as well as Lopini Katoa for speaking with us on today's edition of the show. A blast to have all of these players and coaches weighing in. And that's our goal each and every day to have you up to date on everything going on in BYU sports news. So join us each and every day as we keep you up to date on all of the latest with the Cougars. Today's podcast brought to you by title sponsor at Deseret First Credit Union. Deseret First Credit Union excuse me. Give them a call if you're looking to refinance your home. 801-456-7070 or visit them at dfcu.com to check out all of their great deals for you guys. Trying to save you some more money. Keep that walking around money in your pocket. Until tomorrow, thanks for joining us. This has been Locked On Cougars for August 27, 2019. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.